cash flow mapping is kind of like the anti-budget, right? So I don't, I'm not a big fan of budget. I mean, I think you need to control your cash flow, but you, what you want to be able to do is we, we, our tagline is a little talk I give around the process is telling your money where to go instead of asking where it went. All right. And so, so when money hits your pursuit, so what we do is budgeting is kind of like driving your car, but you're looking through the rearview mirror. Welcome on in, welcome on in to the Leadership Podcast. The Leadership Podcast is where we will explore transformational power of personal leadership. We're going to deep dive into conversation with influential leaders, experts, and change makers who are reshaping the way we lead and inspire others. Our goal here on the Leadership Podcast is simply to influence, inspire, and empower men to make the shift in their personal leadership by becoming the best version of themselves. We will share tools, tips, and resources to ignite self-awareness and authenticity. It's all about helping men become more effective and impactful in their leadership. Get ready. The shift is about to take place. It's the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. Today, guys, on today's podcast, I have a phenomenal guest coming to join us, uh, my man, Curtis May. He's the host of the Practical Wealth Show podcast and the creator and owner of the Practical Wealth Advisories. Curtis has been planning for individuals for more than 35 years, and he is passionate about helping his clients save money and live their very best life right now. The primary focus of the Practical Wealth Advisory is to help individuals and families become financially free by following the principles of wealth creation and that has endured for centuries around the world. Fellas, give a warm welcome to my friend, Curtis May. What's happening, Curtis? All right. Welcome leaders out there. So thanks for having me, Dwayne. I know we, we met a few months back uh, in Miami. Um, but before we get into that, I want you to Matt, briefly um, um, introduce yourself, tell the people a little something about you that we particularly may not know. And then um, I want to uh, highlight some um, some some interest from when we met back in July. OK, so my name is Curtis May. I am also the host. Of, so we met at a podcast convention. So they're all the best. So I'm a podcast host. I have a show called the Practical Wealth Show podcast. Our firm is Practical Wealth. Uh, uh, solutions. And, and really, I teach people how money works. And uh, I'm kind of the, my nickname is contrarian. So what you think you heard, Curtis is kind of going to teach you the opposite, as you'll see as we get into this today. But what you may not know, I'm a second, third generation entrepreneur. My grandfather was in business. My father was in business. We own a supermarket growing up in North Philly, so I'm from Philadelphia. And uh, we were also in the tavern business. So I grew up in brick and mortar. But one of the things that I think is kind of odd about me in a, in a good way is that I never got that go to school, get a good education, get a good job talk. You know, my dad always told me you're never making money work for somebody else. So even I really went to college so I could play basketball. So I'm a, 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 a I got my insurance license to start in at 20 20 or 21 as a junior in college and uh, when i realized the nba was not looking for 511 two guards so here i am 
barely on the team at this Division II school. I says, okay, I need a new dream. <laughs> so that was 1985, and I've been doing it ever since. So this is all I've done. And, you know, I thought you majored in business to go into business. So it didn't even occur to me to get a job. I was, you know, I, I started with people in this industry were making. I was like, oh, I'm home. You know, I wasn't any good at it. As we'll talk about, you got to work at getting good at it. But if the if the why is big enough, the how don't matter. So I've always been very uh, uh, directed. I've been married for 25 years this this year, and I've got three lovely daughters, brilliant, beautiful daughters, and um, beautiful wife. Who's you know you got to guys you got to marry up. That's the that's part of the key of your success. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. And uh, yeah, that's that. That's it. I, you know, I just work at getting better every day. I'm excited uh, about teaching financial literacy, financial education to everybody, but especially people like you and I, because I, I know my philosophy is if I, I believe that if I don't show it to them, you ain't gonna hear it. You ain't gonna hear it right. <laughs> okay, you gonna hear, you gonna hear it right. <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, yeah, I want to get into that financial piece. Um, but real quick, um, you know, uh, because we we met back in July at the podcast and, and, you know, to be quite honest, man, I got to admit, brother, um, from the moment I, we connected, um, I really felt the strong connection um, of what you do and how you serve, man. Um, and I was, and, and of course we, did, I think we even did a, uh, I, I like to call it a practice run or a dry run right, right. at the actual podcast. Yeah. We, actually, we did a little short he, podcast he, together. He got the equipment and they pulled out the thing. I was like, Oh man, I don't, I'm lunching. I, what is this? You know, I don't, I need that in my life. <laughs> you got to tell me the equipment. So when I go places, I can meet people. Oh, we do a podcast right here. So that was cool. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I'll be sure to, I've dropped the uh, uh, descriptions in, in the link uh, in the email feed, man, if you're interested in uh, finding out what it is all mm-hmm. about. But um, the podcast, uh, um, the event in July, man, tell me what was probably one or two takeaways from you the most that really helped you move forward um, in what you do today? That's a good question because, I, you know, you get so much stuff. One of the things I think Diani uh, said that I, and I didn't really view the podcast as a business. So they're they're really big on monetizing the which I'm still not good at cuz I didn't view the pod when I I never when I started this I didn't view the podcast as a profit center. I just viewed it as a way to nurture my, my clients and and to get a message out there. So I would be so when I I look at so when I look at I do some business coaching for people to grow their business. I would just teaching a, 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 a another professional before we got on this call about my our system and so there's three I, I separate this will make sense I separate business in three parts before during and after and so before or what I call my before unit is attract so don't chase people around attract the Myron Golden says who I'm wrapping my little hat on here you've got to have information out there so people who are looking for what you do will find you right so attract capture their information with a lead bag or whatever and nurture right so the difference is that uh uh they teach i i never looked at the podcast as a attract tool my podcast i viewed it as nurture so i i positioned it as hey every um um you know i'm teaching people how money works i'm teaching them my philosophy 
I'm introducing them. So kind of our theme is wealth outside of Wall Street. So I'm trying to introduce to some of the people I interview that, hey, there are things, there's other ways to skin this cat outside of equity markets, outside of gambling in the stock market. And so I kind of, that was a message I kind of would have put out there. And um, I don't care, you know, black, white, I'm the conduit to get the information where I wanted to go, right? And uh, and so that's where I viewed it. So it's grown from that. It's becoming that, but that was not my objective. So now I'm kind of, okay, it can be that. I don't know that I like it, still don't like it. I'm not sure yet. And um, still, still finding that balance. For yeah, I'm still finding that balance, you know. Yeah. And uh, but that that was one of the biggest things. And because um, I they were talking about brand deals and I don't care about that because uh, what happened was I'm not I need to say what I want to say. So I don't want a sponsor telling me um, like I may go to FinCon. Right. Which is a, a financial uh, a financial uh, co- conference of financial podcasters. But I got a feeling I won't get any brand deals because a lot of stuff they talk about I don't like. <laughs> so mm. I gotta find stuff that that, and I won't I won't uh, what's the word deviate on my principles, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I you will talk about it later. I teach principles based planning, so the the service or products have to it, it's has to fit into my principles. Because if they don't, we don't. Yeah, no, that's real good. That's and, and you know you 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 say that, but that's exactly what I teach um, when I'm coaching men is align who you are, your values, your morals, with your principles. I like to call them the MVPs, right? When, when you get in alignment uh, you, and don't deviate from that, man, you, you, you get better results in your life. You show up a little different in your life. And to your point, because uh, uh, I don't rock with everybody because they, don't, they may not fall into what, what I believe. It don't fall into my principles. I love that. And so you have to be clear on that, what you believe in, you know, you're why. So there's a book. We, we kind of model stuff after Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why. So mm-hmm. it's why, then how, then what. So a lot of people lead with the what, the product, the service. That's that's last, right? Nobody cares what you know until they know you care. So you start with why, you know, and their why, your why should be helping your person achieve the result they want. Fellas, why do you keep allowing what you think get in the way of what's in your heart to accomplish? Stop putting off till tomorrow what you can accomplish today. Go ahead, book your free, fiercely execute breakthrough call with us today so we can connect you to a community of men who understand your challenges and do life with you as a man, husband, father, and leader, all without judgment, shame, or rejection. Simply connect with a community of men who desire to become the best version of themselves and walk in their God-given purpose. Available times are limited, so book your call today. Be sure to head over to DwayneHRoberts.com or check for the link in the description. That's in his book. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's why I read. That. So we kind of we look at that. That's one of the things because, you know, the what you know, like most people will say I'm in the financial world. So their goal of the financial institutions is assets under management commissions and selling you this thing. Right. And so we talk about in our trainings and the study group. I mean, well, how do you 
uh, how do you measure success? So I measure success as to how many. So my goal or the why is I want to teach principles that help our clients become and remain financially free, financial freedom, passive income, greater expenses, right? And that's not the goal of the financial industry, okay? Believe it or not, their goal is not to make you rich, okay? And um, you got to look at, so when you look at what they do and the results of what, what's happening with what you're doing, you can see that, but there's so much marketing that muddies the waters that you don't know up from down. And uh, so what if, if what I'm doing doesn't lead people there, so my why is making you more successful, right? And so because, see, people want more, make more money, but what they don't get, money is a, is a result, right? So you can't chase money to make money. You've got to focus on being of service, solving more problems for more people, so money is a, you know, it's a result of creating value in the marketplace, right? And so you got to give the market what they want. And see, so what you've got to learn to rethink your thinking is well, if you don't make enough money or you want to make more money, guys, you, one, you may not make enough money because you don't have the skills to command more money. So you have to work on your skills, okay? Mm-hmm. That you can trade your expertise for, for money because capitalism is exchange. You, you know, if I value this, product or service you did for me more and I value the money, that's an exchange. Everybody's happy. That's all, you know, capitalism is an ever-expanding system of cooperation among strangers. That's from F.A. High. And uh, so you got to look at that. So every time I want to grow, it's like, how can I create more value for my clients? How can I help them make more money? How can I get them to financial freedom faster? And most of that is not a product discussion because there's no product in of itself that could win for it. There's no insurance policy. There's no mutual fund that in of itself, annuity, whatever. None, none of that's going to take you to glory in of itself. Most of that's going to come from in between your ears. And then you, there are certain tools that will help get you there. But it starts with the principles. In anything, Right. Um, all Ray Dallas is all successful people operate by principles, right? That way you've got a philosophy. Because Jerome says most people have a money problem, they have a philosophy problem. But it's everything. So you have a bad philosophy, you're going to have bad, uh, uh, you know, if your philosophy on food is bad, you're going to be overweight and out of shape. If your philosophy on relationships is bad, you're going to have bad relationships. If you're, you know, you've got it as a leader versus being a boss, right? You know, you got to have, you're not going to have a successful organization if you don't learn there's certain principles that work no matter what, no matter the industry. And so you've got to, what I try to do is study, you know, winners win, right? And success these clues. And you've got this, what do winners do? So you ain't got to reinvent the wheel. It's out there. Open a book. <laughs> what somebody told me one time, if you want to hide something from a black man, where do you put it? In a book. In a book. <laughs> On the side that I'm, that ain't, you know. You ain't gonna hide nothing for me, right? So I I read a book a week, easy. Yeah, no, <laughs> so. that's, that's real good, real good. <laughs> and and, and um, I don't even know if you caught this, but you get, I picked up on the three S's. You know, uh, uh, money money is result, but from three S's: skills, serving, and solving problems. Um, I I, I didn't. That. Okay, I got to write that down. That was good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he said I didn't. That's, no. uh, okay. Three S's. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna add that into my into my interview. What are the three S's? What what are they? 
They were skills, serving, and solving problems. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. And I'm going to utilize it too, too. Now, now that we, we we'll, we'll, now. We'll, we'll make that together, right? <laughs> so, no, phenomenal, man. Um, this is real good. So, tell me, tell me more. Um, I mean, you almost seem like a, the, the wizard right now to me. You heard you say this earlier. Um, and that was, um, I know you, you, you were, uh, looking to, to grow your organization, bring some people in. And you said, but I need some true believers. Talk to me about true believers and how does that align with these principles you, 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 you discuss in the financial um, planning? So I've decided that you can't have success without successors. And um, they're, you know, so I'm starting to build, I'm not trying to be like a, a, a like a multi-level thing, but I want to build an agency but I, because I, what I want to do is I want to create a hundred thousand economically independent people, right? I want a big enough why that I know that Curtis can't accomplish by himself. Okay, so now I'm, I need to duplicate myself through teaching people, um, some people if they qualify to come onto our team. So mostly, what I find the best people are my ambitious clients. You know, clients I know we've got a relationship. I know their situation. I know their family. And so they're starting to ask me, well, I want to learn how to do what you do. Or I say, you know, I think you'd be good at doing what I do. So it's like, okay. So when I say a true believer, they're already practitioners of, of what we teach, right? So one of the things that I believe is that you have to be a master copy of what you're, um, you know, owning what you talk to your clients about, eating your own cooking making sure I told the guy I was just talking to him, my number one goal is that you and your family become financially free, right? Doing what we're talking about. And the only thing I'm going to do is help you accelerate your revenue, right? Is, is by showing you a better marketing system and how to see more people, but so you can make more. So we teach something called, it is a book that, that we're building our business around. It's called Money for Life, How to Thrive in Good Times and Bad. So I know the author are actually in the process of rewriting it and bringing it back out, right? And so it's how I teach something called infinite banking, what would you would hear out there in the interwebs called inter infinite banking. And uh, so the flow is earn money or get money, bank it, save it somewhere, it allows you to be the bank, borrow it or borrow against it, spend it, repay it, right? So I teach a whole economic system within that. And so my true believers are have been doing that and they're very successful with that. So it's not like a sale. It's like, let me show you what I've been doing. I've got people that have enough money through doing that process where they don't even, if they don't want to, don't need to use third party banks because we've saved up enough money in their banking system that they see a deal, they can borrow against using insurance. They borrow against insurance. They can buy the asset, do the deal, cash out, pay the policy loan back off and do it again. Right. And so what all I do is teach them how to save so they can do that and then recapture the profits they were giving to bank of america or to the hard money guys so now you're making your overall if you can control the financing everything you do becomes more efficient and it's like flying a plane with a tailwind perpetual tailwind that's good they have a name for that what do they actually call that they call it um it's bank 
is different. The, the the originator of it, R. Nelson Nash. So if if, if is um uh the Nelson Nash Institute or becoming your own banker is the name of the book, or infinite banking, right? Some people call it bank on yourself. You know, we may internally call it like the private reserve, but it's using properly structured dividend paying whole life because there's some charlatans out there talking about it using another product called universal life so that's a whole other show but that's if they're telling you that just run the other way just trust me okay no that's good so that that's that that's cash flow mapping there which you just gave um those principles there um that you look for in the believer that they understand that's actually not cash flow mapping that's a separate oh. topic yeah that's not oh that's just I heard, that's banking that's that's, that's the banking. um so what i teach is principles so here's my framework principles drive strategy and strategy drives tactics okay mm-hmm. so there's five principles and three rules of investors really eight principles so what i just showed you was actually step two which is the a strategy cash flow mapping is another strategy that I do actually before they get to the strategy that just shows you because you got to get control of your cash flow. Okay. And then tactics are like products that right. you buy to implement the strategy. All right. So talk to me about cash flow mapping. Cash flow mapping is kind of like the anti-budget, right? So I don't, I'm not a big fan of budget. I mean, I think you need to control your cash flow, but you, what you want to be able to do is we, we, our tagline is a little talk I give around the process is telling your money where to go instead of asking where it went. All right. That's and so, so when money hits your person, what we do is budgeting is kind of like driving your car, but you're looking through the rearview mirror. Right. And so you're look, trying to figure out where you're going by looking at the past. And so budgets, um, P&L statements, if you're in business, they're looking at last month. Right. And it's good to know that. But if you you know what I want people to do and what we teach people to do is a system of you know creating multiple accounts. I'll give you a hint. So if you ever read uh, two things, uh, 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 what's the book called? Uh, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. So I've kind of adapted that, but I do it on the personal and the business side where you, where you set up accounts. And then so what happens is if you get money, you got to say, OK, so instead of budgeting and uh let's just go with your tendencies so i'll help them create like uh the first thing that we do so that if you look at richest man in babylon let's start with that the 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 first lesson is part of all you earn is yours to keep okay so you must pay yourself first right so here's it so here's here let me give you all a tactical thing that would change your life so if you may i'm gonna use a round number so let's say y'all make um a hundred put your own numbers in uh so i want people to say 10, 15, or 20% of their before-tax income, right? So if somebody's making uh, um, 100,000, I want them to save 15. So what we do, but savings has to be automatic and systematic. It's not a well willpower thing. So what most people do, their budget, they'll say, well, okay, I got to pay my bills, Curtis, and if I have any money left over, I'm going to save it, okay? So if you think that way, you're going to be poor, Okay, because there ain't no extra money, right? Well, everybody is a decision. Everybody think that way. I'm, I'm they all think that way. Well, rich people don't think that way. Well, right. And, uh, <laughs> and so, but yeah, I mean, but so the thing, and I doesn't care. I don't care. Let me just go a little bit gray on this because I want you to get this. I don't care what you make. I don't care if you work at damn McDonald's. You can still do that. That's because it's a decision. 
okay, that, okay, if you make $100, can you save $10 or $15 and, and live on 85? Yes, you can, okay? And so if you can't control your cash flow, somebody will always control you, right? So you've got you to be able to control the money that comes into what we like to call your personal economy. And so that's what that, that mapping is. That's that's the that's the mapping. Okay, so so um, saving is automatic. It must be systematic. Saving must be automatic. So what must you do is mm-hmm. you set up. Let's say you got a job, right? So it's different for business owners. You kind of have to do it manually. You create a, a separate account. So this is one of the four accounts we teach people to set up. So you have an income account that all your money comes into. Then you have a wealth capture account. Okay, that's just a checking account or a savings account. But what you do is you can go to HR and you can say, okay, oh, cool. I want X amount. You calculate what that, so if it's, if it's, you make, if it's 15,000, it's like, what is it? 872 a pay, right? Or whatever the number, I don't care what it is. I don't care what number you use. I just care that you start all Cause what you got to do is you got to exercise that pay yourself first muscle so that you believe you can do it and you're not going to starve. You got to go back into it. That's right. You're, you're starting it. So if you do that, so here's the homework. Open up a wealth capture account and designate, I don't care if it's $100 a pay, you're going to pay yourself first. That's what it means to pay yourself first, okay? Then the second account that we teach people to set up, this is cash flow mapping, is a, you've got certain fixed bills, right? So you've got certain static bills that are predictable in both timing and amount. So now you're going to calculate what your, your debt, that's your mortgage, that's your car payment, that cell phone bills, that your uh, uh, subscriptions, and you're going to have you got to you got to figure out what your life costs, and then you've got to have a separate account that you pay bills on. So no debit card associated with that. You just got it set up so you can put your bills either on auto pay or you know bill pay, but you pay manually. But it's coming out of this account, so you know exactly how much you need to put away to cover your expenses. And then the third account is what I call your variable account. Okay, because when people make money, they say, well, I don't know where my money goes. That's because they are, and, and worse yet, they're putting on a credit card because they're spending money they don't have, which when you have to pay the bill back, that is adding to your fixed account because now you have to pay that payment plus the interest. So now you're you're like bigging a bigger millstone around your neck because you're always growing, you know, you're always growing your expenses, right? So you've got to say, you've got to, you've got to, put a governor on your account, right? So I, if you say 15, 20%, I don't care what you do the rest of it, honestly, but but if you do it right, you say, all right, listen, I got this much is to savings. So if you're doing 10%, 15, 20%, you've done what you're supposed to do. So you're not going to get wealthy savings. Saving is the start of velocity because you got to have capital, right? But you got to, you got to, here's the fundamentals. You've got to make money. You've got to pay yourself first and you got to spend less than you make. Okay, in the richest man in Babylon, the guy says uh, archive in the book, he says, listen, if you have not. So if you look at your 40 years old and your account doesn't have you don't have any money in your account, you've made millions of dollars. Okay, (laughs) I take people to exercise show how much money you've made over your work a lifetime. And and in the book, he says, if you have not uh, saved more or accumulated more than a bare existence since we were used, it's because you either don't know the laws of, of wealth accumulation or you have failed to observe them. 
It's one of those two things, right? And so that that's we talk about principle as planning. That's a principle. Spend less than you make. Pay yourself first. This almost sounds to me, and and, it, and I think the only reason it, it resonates right now is because um, I'm in, in entrepreneurship. You you have to kind of have these different accounts uh, in your business so you can maintain uh, cash flow. So you so the business can stay afloat. And so I'm 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 gathering these principles that you're teaching are are, are the same that apply in entrepreneurship in your personal life. Yeah, actually, I show people because they're separate, right? So you have to separate church and state. So I teach a version of this. Um, what I do is a little bit different is I do this on the business side. I say, okay, look, here are the four accounts you need for your business. And now you got to pay yourself. And which is separate from taking profits, saving, right? Because you, I want you create an account called, you know, owner's pay. You got to pay yourself. For working in the business. That's what most people don't do. They just take mm-hmm. enough out to cover whatever expenses. They're paying personal expenses. They don't separate church and state, mess up their taxes. You don't really have a, you know, is the business working? You don't know because you got it all commingled, right? And so you got to separate that. And then I show them how to, you know, separate the two. So the first thing is before we get into all the other stuff, the principles is you gotta, you gotta learn how to save money. You've got to get organized with your cash flow. And you got to say, okay, look, I I got paid and I'm going to put, you know, 10 or 15% over here, you know, out of that dollar, I'm going to save 10 to 15 cent. My lifestyle costs 40%. And then my variable, variables like gas, eating out, shopping. I don't care if you do that stuff, but you need to set aside of money and there's your budget for that stuff. I don't care what you do with it. And if you put on a credit card to get the points, fine. You just got paid off at the end of the month. You can't carry debt. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I can see how uh, one um, early entrepreneurs can can really uh, go out of business. One because they haven't led themselves well in their personal finances. You know, from this structure that you you presented today and you sharing with us, um, and and it leads or flows over into other areas of life. Um, and this is really good. So, so um, tell me. The, the, how does this, the cash flow mapping, um, it almost sounds similar to telling your money where to go. Is that that, that is it. That's the tagline for that, that strategy. So okay. we have a whole process software that like the first thing that we do, if I meet with somebody, we, we got to uh, figure out where your money's going, what's coming in, what's going out, because you can't, you say, oh, I want to invest. Investing's like, if there's five things you should be doing, investing is number five they ain't even on a, on the table yet okay you think i i'm I, you don't you know because and but so that's, that's the first thing we want to do though we want to invest i know and that's wrong and then we end what they think is investing is not investing so because they because what happens is you go you go to work you get a 401k and you got to opt out you say automatically put in three and a half percent of your pay but and you are let's save for retirement through your 401k. You're not saving. Saving, let me define saving. Safe, liquid, accessible, guaranteed. That, you know, so savings have no risk. So all your money in the qualified plan is at risk. So, you know, it's one, you got to understand terminology. And this, I told you I'm going to step on some toes. So, because what happens is, so if you all, you heard of um, Benj- uh, not Benj- um, um, Warren Buffett, right? So Warren Buffett, you ever, you ever heard of Benjamin Graham? 
So that's Warren Buffett's mentor. For y'all that haven't looked at it, look up the book, The Intelligent Investor, right? Benjamin Grant came out in like 48 or something like that. But they've updated it a few times. But the first chapter in the book is investing versus speculation. Okay. So I go over this with people because what you invest means to cover fully, you know, and so you got to know it. And so what people are doing is he said, listen, let me define it. So here's how the richest man in the world defines an investment. Something you put your capital into, because this is what men are taught him, where you have safety of principle, meaning you put in 10,000 or 20,000. Worst case, how much should you get back if your principal safe? Depending on if it's a hundred thousand, two hundred fifty. Yeah, well, yeah. So if it, let's say it's ten thousand, you're supposed to yeah. worst case get back your ten thousand. That that's right, safety of principle, right? right? Yeah. And you have a reasonable opportunity to make a profit, right? Mm -hmm. And so if he says if it doesn't fit that definition, you are speculating or gambling. Okay. So I have no problem with you speculating if you know you're speculating and it's not with ninety five percent of your money because you're chasing rates of return hoping some fund manager is really smart. So that's mistake number one. You know, most wealth is lost by how manage cash, how people manage cash flow. So that's the first part. I need to get your cash flow under control because you're losing money because you just don't have, you're not, you're out of control. You don't know how, where your money's going. All right. Then you need to understand the difference between saving and investing. And most of y'all, look, I don't even want you to, don't, you can't even talk to me about investing until you have at least 90 days of your income saved in cash. And really, I want six to 12 months, but you don't have to wait that long. But you, I, look, I definitely want 90 because if you can't, you don't have any money, you can't afford to take any loss. That's real good. Now, it, it, it raised a question for me, too, when you think of when you're talking about this money and, and I'm thinking about just the, the standard person. Right. Um, the average person. Let me say it that way. Um, but you give, hey, you got to have a wealth capture account. You need to have a fixed bill. So by the way, I'm talking to the average person. So if y'all listen to this, I'm talking to you. You make 40 grand a year, I'm talking to you. You make 200 grand a year, I'm talking to you. So so let's be clear. It's saying this is block and tackle. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Master the basis. Yeah, it's just the, so it's fixed bill and then it's the variable account. What do you say to the individuals that's like uh who who just likes to spend though? And I, and I know there's there has to be a, dis, uh, a discipline or a decision to make, but I'm guilty of this. I'll, I'll say that. And that is um, I, I like to have something in my pocket for just in case. Would it, talk to me about that. Is that okay. unlock your true potential with the leadership community where we empower men to embrace self-awareness and authenticity? Introducing. The Leadership Community, where we believe in helping men become the best version of themselves. It all starts with self-awareness, and we encourage men to take a step back, pause, and reflect on their thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Embrace their authenticity and break free from societal expectations. Here are just a few testimonies from individuals. Leadership helped me develop self-awareness and embrace my authentic self. And now I feel more confident and fulfilled. Question, are you ready to unlock your potential? If so, join the leadership community today and embark on a transformation of journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Leadership empowers men to become the best version of themselves through self-awareness 
and authenticity. You can learn more about the Leadership Community by visiting the webpage DwayneHRoberts.com. For you know, when you come back home, you had when you started, right? Don't go spend it. But if you don't have it, a convenient, you won't spend it. So mm-hmm. I've always been that 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 way. But if you you know get you know, so you got it's a decision. So you want to be rich? Do you want to be poor? Or do you want to be middle class? Okay. See, most people don't have a money problem. They have a philosophy problem, right? So I said this before. So it's four things. When it, when money hits your personal economy, you get paid, it hits your accounts. You've got four choices to do with that dollar. You can spend it. You can save it. You can invest it. Or you can give it away. You know, tithing, charity, that kind of stuff. Give it away. And so the order in which you see that in your mind and in your actions. Because if I look at your bank account, I can tell you what your philosophy is, okay? And so uh, if you think, most people think what? Spend first. I, oh, you're cursed, you understand? I got to pay my bills. I got to buy myself something nice. I got I told this girl one time I was I was doing this workshop. She goes, yeah, you got to pay yourself first. Oh, I do. Every week I get my nails done. I, you know, that's not what I mean. Okay. I mean, you can do that, but that's variable money. That ain't paying yourself first. Okay. That's just make you feel good about yourself. And, um, uh, so, you know, but if you look at rich people, what do they do? They earn it. They're, they save it. They invest it. They give it away. All this before they pay their bills. And you say, well, they're rich. They can do that. They do that. They're rich because they do do that because their philosophy, you see, because you can't invest until you save, right? Because you're saving. Why? So that you have capital so that you you can buy or build assets, right? So if you spend it all, you you don't have any capital to invest unless you decide that I've got to spend, we call it Parkinson's Law. See, because what people do is they make more money. And then they spend it, right? Because nature doesn't like a vacuum. So Parks' Law says expenses rise to meet income. That's why you go back to school and you get a raise or you'll pay a car off and your car pay was $500 a month. And if you don't like capture that $500 and start saving it, if I saw you three months later, you couldn't find it because you already absorbed it in your budget. And because, you know, it's going to go somewhere. It's not like you're just going to automatically in the savings unless you tell it to go to savings by immediately taking that four or $500 and moving it into your wealth capture account, right? And you got to capture it and make it a bill, but you're the bill that gets paid first. I'm curious to know, okay, I make this money, I save, uh, I save $10,000. What I do next with that wealth capture account? Nothing. You ain't got enough money yet. You're, so if you make $5,000 a month, you're, you're still short. You're still short. So, so, so where do I need to be? Where, where's the, is there a cap? You got it. So, so, so here, let's go into the principles and you'll see where, where, all right. So here are the five principles of personal finance that we teach. And we, we we do it on a, a, we take people through a process where we, we go into that, we break it down. And so first step one is save, right? Save what? Save 15% or more of your gross income. Step two is protect. So before investing, you've got to protect the kingdom that you're building. Right. Because what could happen to you? You could die. You could get sick. You could get sued. You could become disabled. You could have a fire that that. So that's. 
protection, that's insurance, that's asset protection, that's trust, that's entity. So that comes before investing, right? Saving, protecting, legacy, right? So we teach, you got to build the legacy, which is mostly with life insurance, full replacement of assets at death, guaranteed. Guaranteed is why I don't use for the all our research and insurance. That's why I don't use universal life because there ain't nothing guaranteed. The fourth principle which comes from principle one is saving. So when I'm talking about saving, I want six to 12 months of your income in cash. Now what I, what, in, in cash equivalent. So we show people where to store it, but you get, and that's not gonna happen, right? That might take you three years to do that, okay? But you've got to see the problem, the number one problem I see, Dwayne, is that people want, they want microwave success and they, 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 they um, they, uh, you know, they just don't have the patience. They just, you know, they because they, the philosophy about money is be, then do, then have. So you you have to become an investor, right? People don't want to become because become is work, right? So we just tell me what to do so I can have. So we're focused on the have, but you have to be yeah, first. Absolutely. Okay. Right. And so, so, what happens, so I'm focused on helping my clients be a real investor, right? And so that's, so six to 12 months. So the first 90 days, back to your question, is your emergency fund. And then to me, everything above that is your opportunity fund. And you should, now you have capital. So now you're looking for things that you like, that you understand where you can deploy your capital with the emphasis on cash flow of buying assets that send you a check, buying assets to, to, to use rich dad terminology. And there's four asset classes, business, real estate, paper, and commodities, right? And see, so most people gravitate towards what I call paper equities, but the emphasis on equities is investing for capital gains. You buy it low, you hope it goes high, and hope it doesn't come back. So that's gambling. You can't control any of that stuff, right? I got a client that, he called me up, person got an ATM machine. He got eight ATM machines over about 18 months, each of them generating five or $600 a month. And they cost about two grand, $2,500, right? And so he's making five, he's making as much as people pay, make on a rental property that, um, you know, they might spend $150,000 on. He's bought it with $2,500 from where, where did that money come from? The money I taught him to save. Then he started buying notes, okay? Because a lot of people think, oh, I got to buy real estate. Well, you can buy the mortgage. At a discount, so you see, that's what I mean. We talk about all that on our show, you know. But you got to have a capital, so when the opportunity presents itself, you either have money or access to money, other people's money, good debt, right, so that you can pull the trigger. And, and if the asset you buy should make more money than the more the payment you got to make, and that spread is your profit, right? So you got to understand how money works, and that's kind of. The, the, what I teach people. So I ain't going to hear from me, oh, you know, put money into a Roth and, you know, put $200 a month into a Roth. You ain't going to do nothing with that. I mean, you can start there, but that's, that's, you know, I'd rather find a side hustle and, and um, make a build a business for that same I love money. It. I think I'm, I'm, I got save, protect, legacy, six to 12 months in cash. Uh, liquidity, right? Six to 12 months of cash. And, oh, and the fifth one, I'm sorry, is velocity. Velocity. Right? So velocity, we called the velocity method over the accumulation theory, right? And so the accumulation theory is what's taught is what people think is personal finance, buy and hold, dollar cost average, 
get out of debt, buy term investor difference, you know, you know, max out your 401k. All that's the accumulation theory based on rates of return in the S&P and some smart fund manager. But if you look at wealthy people, read some biographies, right? What do they want? They focus on velocity of money, right? So if you look at Mr. Wonderful, Mr. On Shark Tank, who goes, look, if I give you this 100000 or this half million dollars, what do they want to know? How soon am I getting my money back? Now, does he still have interest in that deal? Yes, but if you get all your money back out, what's your risk? Zero, right? Because you got your money. And so you can do what? Put in another deal and get that back and put in another deal. So in real estate, that's velocity, right? In the real estate, that's the bird method, right? I spoke uh, last March at the Laundromat Millionaire Conference. So in velocity in that business, they want bigger more efficient machines so they can drive faster, do bigger loads and get people out in and out of the mat faster, right? Rest hairstyle. How many heads can you turn over a day? All that's velocity of money. So that's not a invest. That's just an economic principle. Money like speed. Okay. And then the, the, the also in the, the velocity method, we want to focus on cash flow. So you want to buy assets. See, if you want to become financially free, you've got to have, you know, passive or asset-based income greater than your expenses, right? So as you're building your foundation, you've got to look for, you know, you got to become, right? So you got to educate yourself on what's out there, which is work, which we're almost, we don't want to do it. And then, um, see, because you guys, I tell people, look, well, how do we get in touch with you? So well, if you don't want to think and be in control of your money, because wealthy people want control, don't call me because I can't help you because I, you know, <laughs> You're just going to frustrate you and I, and I ain't got time, right? You've got to want, the people that find me, they want liquidity use control of their capital because they know they can make their business, their real estate investments make more money than the S&P. So they already know that. So all I want to do is help them lean into what they already believe in. So if you believe that, we can talk, right? But so the thing is velocity, cash flow, leverage, using debt, good debt, because rich people use debt as money. Right. And then they buy permanent insurance strategy where they store their cash and, you know, dividend paying whole life. So that's that now. That's what I call corporate finance. That's from uh, um, what's his name book. Um, Garrett Gurness's book is called he's got a book called Killing Sacred Cows and What Would the Rockefellers Do? This is the philosophy of people with money. But the funny thing is, this is called he calls it corporate finance. Those strategies work in personal finance. And they're safer. You've got more control. So all I do is I'm taking these business, you know, these business financial strategies, and I'm helping my clients apply them personal, to personal. Yeah, finance. I see that. I, I see the outline. I, I definitely see the outline. I like what you said. Money, money like speed. We often hear the term that uh, money, money follows movement, right? Something similar. Um, I know um, we 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 some time in, and you, I gotta respect your time. I wanna, um, I want you to close out with this because I love what you said here. Um, you he said you you have to be, and you teach your clients to be real investors. I believe that that uh, for you to do or accomplish anything in life, uh, whatever that goal, whatever that dream and vision is for your life, that you must become what you see or desire to be. Um, can, can, can you elaborate some more in uh, as far as be the real, estate, real, real investor? Yeah. So I think that uh, 
So one of the things that we teach is the three rules of investing, right? So rule number one, invest in what you know, okay? Or invest in knowing. That's why the first investment you should make is in your two, between your two ears, right? And invest in uh, what you know or knowing. And so it goes back to what's your number one asset? You. So what do you invest in? Your mindset, your skill set. Skills is what make money. And your network, who do you know, who knows you, right? So the second um, rule is invest in what you could control. So as you study people, they want control. They don't want to just give it some fund manager and hope 30 years that they were right and you have this big pile of money. Because what you'll find is the average person, I was looking at some report, the average 60-year-old has less than 150000 in their 401k. You know, some Vanguard report or, or like Northwest Mutual. I found, I saw it, so I, gotta, I should have it out when I say this, but I, would, I just read it a couple of weeks ago and I put it in my Evernote so I could go back to it. But so what you're being taught is not working. Okay. And that just tells me this is the result of all of this knowledge. Very few people have a lot of money. Um, and then the money that they have don't buy what it bought because of inflation, because <laughs> you know, the Percy power of the dollar is going down. So you're chasing returns with a volatile fluctuating stock market. You're saving a monetary unit called a dollar that the longer you hold it, the less it buys. And then you're, you can't control the taxes. So when you pull it out, the taxes could probably go up. I mean, we're playing a losing game. Okay. You don't know it. Okay. Now, so the second rule is you want control. So you can you control it? Can you influence the outcome? Does it cash flow? That's the second rule of investing. And the third rule is don't chase returns. See, most people are, they, what's the rate of return? That's a, that's again, when you say that, you're just falling back into the accumulation theory. That's accumulation theory language, right? And so you've got to change your philosophy. And then you, you know, so I, like, how do you develop, become a real investor? So like one of my favorite, a couple of my, the whole rich dad thing, especially the first four books and the latest one, fake, you get to see. So the third book is Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. He talks about the, the the BI triangle, right? So when you look at a business, it's a triangle. It's it's because a business is a series of systems, right? So it's mission at the bottom, the base, it's team. Investing is a team sport, and it's to your point, leadership is is the outside because you have to lead your wealth. You've got to organize your team you've got to they're going to give you advice but you're the head coach right like i tell people look i'm not you're the owner of the team i'm the head coach right so and and the quarterback right so but your your advisors work for you but you've got to have a mission a vision of where you want to go and then that allows you to align your resources that word leadership and so part of becoming is being a leader learning how to analyze deals learning how to you know, learning how money works, you know, learning how, okay, deciding, okay, this is, I like, like my favorite out of the four asset classes, my favorite is business because I'm my father's son, right? But I think the purpose of business, which I, I, I you know, is to, one of the purpose of business is buy real estate, right? So take your, that earned income, use debt to buy a real asset. And so what that does by doing that, that's why rich people don't pay taxes because they, business the t- our tax system, hear me, guys, is designed for landowners and business owners. So when you hear, oh, Trump or Bezos don't pay taxes because they're following the law. You don't know the law. 
Okay. Yeah. And you think I they're think, doing something wrong. That's why you're I broke. Think, I think, it, who was it? I think it was Mitt Romney. I might have the name wrong, but made a uh, uh, hundred million dollars off an investment tax-free. Yeah. Cause he's buying his, he's buying, he, he was the founder and the president of bank capital, which is a private equity firm that buys businesses. And so he bought a lot of stuff inside his Roth IRA. And he had a self-directed yeah. Roth IRA. And uh, so he's he's building it. So it's a lot. Y'all just don't know. Okay. And now here's the other thing. I remember on the debate, right? So it was him. It was President Obama and it was uh, uh, Biden, right? So uh, now Biden is making more. And I don't love, I don't really like him that much. But you, the, what I saw, well, here's what I saw. So they, they gave out his giving. So he gave away and he... He actually gave away more than that, but he lowered it. So he gave like 13, 15%, 20% of his income. Why? Because he's Mormon. His faith dictates that you tithe, right? So he was more than tithing. Um, so he, Obama, President Obama gave away like, don't get me wrong, you know, eight or 10%. So he gave money away. Biden gave away less, like 1% of his income, right? So he's perfectly happy to give away other people's money, but they ain't giving away his own money, right? And see, so what happened, again, your, what you do with your money tells me the type of person that you are. Banks take uh, take your money and and, uh, and spend it. So every $100,000, they take $10,000, or every yeah every $100,000, they take $10,000, put it in the bank, and they take the rest and invest it. Then they go, they put, and then- Yeah, the, so they don't invest it. They loan it out. Loan it out. Right. That's what so I mean. So they yeah. loan they loaned it out, and uh, and so they're making money. So they might pay you one percent, and um, let's say they're they're getting five percent by loaning you out money on the mortgage. So you say, "Oh, big deal, Curtis. That's only five percent spread." No, that is a six hundred percent markup on your money. So that's and see, that so they make that they make they make off of using your money to make it right. <laughs> Okay, yeah. because they store their money that they keep to run the banking function in life insurance policy. See, people don't even understand the game, right? Of, and so, but the thing is, what I teach is you can control that function in your life because see, thirty-five cents for every dollar you make is leaving your household in the form of debt to others. So I know we can't go there. That's a whole other talk. But what happens is you're chasing returns, but you give away thirty-five percent to debt. You give away 35 percent or more to taxes. And you're running around, you're not even saving 10% of your income, and you're trying to make that 10 that 5%, 10% you're saving do backflips. But the, but the truth is you need to, uh, and this is what we help people do. I'll just close out with this. You know, the, the deal is your personal economy is set up. You've been taught when money hits your personal colleague, economy, it's set up to serve everybody but you, right? So what I try to help people do is deconstruct their personal economy, take it apart, put it back together so that it serves you primarily first, right? And and so it's just, you just got to change how you think. You got to change your paradigm about what you've been taught. You got to unlearn most of the stuff you think you know is, is, is structured. You get taught enough to play the money game, but you don't know how to win it. So what you've been taught is set up to transfer your wealth to the other entities. Yeah, that's real good. Change your philosophy, man. Make that shift in your mental thinking, man. I love it. Uh, Curtis, this was phenomenal, man. Um, listen, tell the people how they can get hold of you, where they can find you at. 
um, how they can connect with and grow with you, brother. Yeah. So one, I'm going to, I'm going to give you for your show notes. I have a special gift that, that, uh, with a free report, but you can get it directly. If you text, uh, be the bank, all one word, all caps to five, five, four, 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 and we'll get that report out to you. Um, but you can listen to my, so check out my show. So you can, what I call find out more of the madness that is Curtis. Okay. My contrarian thoughts. And because uh, I'm a financial educator, so I want you to to, to, to get that or, or our YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to, and I'll send you for your notes, Practical Wealth, uh, practicalwealth.net, practicalwealthsolutions.net. You can go to our website. So all of our contacts, articles, guest appearances, a way to, uh, you know, uh, connect with me. If you're on IG, you can go to my link tree in there. And if you'd like to um, really get into what we're doing, I'll offer a complimentary consultation. We got 30 minutes and we can talk about what's ever on your mind. I'll see you some homework and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what's ever on your mind and see if we're a good fit to work together. If I can help. Phenomenal, man. This has been amazing. Great stuff, guys. Listen, I'm encourage you, whatever you do, uh, reach out to Curtis, especially if you, you looking to grow in this area in your life financially, right? Um, gravitate to this place of changing your philosophy. That's what Curtis May says. Um, check out the, the Practical Wealth Show podcast. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, This again, this has been phenomenal. This is the Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Roberts. As you always hear me say, your success is in your hands. Fellas, go have an amazing day with purpose. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. We hope you found inspiration and practical wisdom that will help you in your leadership journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. We love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Remember, true leadership begins with you. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is having positive influence on others. Keep shifting. Keep growing. Keep leading with purpose. You can stay connected with Dwayne Roberts on all the social media platforms or by visiting our website, DwayneHRoberts.com. We want to say thank you. Remember, you have everything you need to make the leaders shift in your life. That's because your success is in your hands. Till next time. God bless. God bless.